I speak to you this evening in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The collect in our, uh, in our prayer book for Christmas, it begins with the great fact of the Incarnation. And we pray on, on Christmas Day, Almighty God, who has given us your only begotten Son to take our nature upon him. In this Christmas Eve, I want you to think for a moment about the wonder of the Lord's incarnation. God made man, the infinite, wrapped in swaddling cloths, the king of the universe laid in a manger. When Saint Athanasius in the fourth century wrote his little book on the incarnation, he, he begins by describing the work of Christ with this little phrase, quietly and hiddenly. The world, he says, is full of pomp and it's full of parade. But when Christ comes to win a world back to God, he does it quietly and he does it hiddenly. It's very easy, isn't it, to expect pomp and to expect parade in the Christian life. Spectacle, lights, camera, action. It's very easy to think that if God is going to step in our lives, He's going to come with all of the world's conceptions of power and force and outward success. But the Christmas story this evening, it redirects our thinking and it redirects our hearts and it reminds us of the one who was born into weakness and who identified himself with our weakness and as he grew up, continued to preach the blessedness of weakness. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are you who are hungry. Blessed are you who weep. One of my favorite authors to read around Christmas time is Martin Luther. And he preached many sermons through the uh, Christmas narratives. And whenever I return to his sermons on Christmas, I am deeply moved by his devotion to these events at Bethlehem. Like Mary, he treasures them deeply and he ponders them in his heart. And his favorite gospel is Luke's gospel. And Luther is deeply struck with the hiddenness of God's appearance to humankind. The most important event in human history is happening. God is making his abode with men and with women. The infinite limits himself to two small hands and two small feet. Inconceivable power cries out for a mother's comfort. The word of God becomes flesh and dwells among us. And Luther is so struck by the importance and the awesomeness of God becoming flesh that he marvels that this could be hidden from the world. Oh, what a dark night it must have been over Bethlehem, he writes, that the people did not see such a great light. There is a poor young woman, he says, Mary. Nobody pays attention to her. She is considered to be one of the least significant inhabitants of that town. Nobody realizes what she is carrying. Nobody, writes Luther, notices or understands what God performs in the stable. God permits them to eat and to drink, to be of good cheer, but this treasure, it's hidden from them. 
There was, to be sure, a brilliant star, such as we saw tonight, a supernatural star. In fact, it hovered over the manger. But only a few traveling scholars from the Far East would see that. There was an angelic choir above the fields, but only a handful of rather unimportant shepherds could hear that exultant song. Some of you this year probably have heard about the new nativity scene at St. Joseph's Oratory in Montreal this year. Joseph and Mary are depicted there as two hipsters with a Starbucks coffee, taking a selfie of themselves with the child here while a shepherd to the side Snapchats the whole thing. It's very ironic, of course, and I, I'd love to think it's satirical. But I think rather that the whole point of the Christmas story is being missed. That the kingdom of God comes in ways that we least expect, in weakness and in poverty, in quietness and in hiddenness. On this dark and cold night, there was no hashtag Bethlehem. There was no hashtag God becomes man. There was no hashtag a king is born. There was, says Luther, a young terrified woman who was about to give birth for the first time and no one took to heart the heaviness of her body. She was there without anything ready, without light in the middle of the night, alone in the darkness. Everyone was drunk and roistering in the inn, a throng of guests from everywhere, and nobody bothered about this woman. And so while the world, in all of its pomp and parade, goes its way reveling in the light, the Lord performs His most important work in the unimportant hiddenness and quietness of a stable. And so, my brothers and sisters, it will always be, for as St. Paul says, your life is hidden with Christ in God. How completely, writes Luther, does God spurn that which is high? And we strive madly and frantically after the heights, lest we be honored in heaven. Again and again, we step out of God's horizon so that God might not see us in the depths, the only place He looks. This Christmas, let's remember that the work of God's grace is the work of hiddenness and the obscurity of the stable. God chose the foolish things of this world to put shame the wise, and He chose what is weak to shame the strong, and he chose what is low and despised, even things that are not, so that no human being might boast in his presence. Even as he did with Mary. Mary who was scared and alone, who was ostensibly unimportant, perplexed, tired and cold. Even so, God tonight comes to us in the treasure of His gospel, and He breaks into our poverty tonight, and He says to us, Behold, I make all things new. Appearances may suggest otherwise. The hiddenness and the bleakness of the stable may suggest otherwise, but God tonight, He comes to us in Christ and He says, let not your hearts be troubled. I do a new thing. 
I do a better thing, better by far than all of the pomp and parade. I do above and beyond all that you can ask or think. And so this Christmas Eve, let's pray with confidence the prayer that that old reformer Martin Luther prayed with all earnestness as he prayed, O God, the Father of all poor and forlorn souls, Grant us grace that we might highly prize our treasure, which is your holy gospel, and make it so bright and warm that we may always find pleasure in it to the end that we may fix our hope on a better kingdom and an eternal kingdom, the sure hope of the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ for whom we wait each day. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.